1: Okay, hello and welcome to the Blueprint Review Podcast. Uh, yeah, our regular shows uh, haven't quite been happening as we uh, as we'd have liked, but
0: yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure we promised this when we, we did promise. it We promised.
1: Yeah, we yeah we did we did one after the end of year, didn't we? We did it. Um, well, I say a few weeks ago, it's probably about two months ago, but I think we did one more a quarter of the year away. Yeah. Oh God,
0: it's crazy. This year has just disappeared. It's nearly halfway through the year already. Terrifying. But we'll let's just make some um, shallow promises again.
1: Yeah, we promise we'll keep it more regular. To be fair, I was moving house and I didn't see a lot, and I don't know. It's been a bit crazy the last last couple of months, but um, yeah. We're, hopefully we're, we'll go on the step on the right path now. And this this summer coming up, we'll be watching a lot. I imagine there's lots coming out. Although you you might have some uh, you might have some of the things that'll get in the way, but we'll see.
0: Nah, baby, will never stop me. <laughs>
1: Cool. Well, let's get right into it. Uh trailer.
0: reviews or trailers? I mean, is it worth... This, obviously, uh, there's this the big trailer.
1: Or... Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. There's been quite a few big trailers out. <laughs> there's one obvious obvious one that I think yeah, we've got to mention. Yeah, Jurassic World looks ace, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, it's got to be... Um, obviously, Star Wars, new Star Wars trailer came out. We did... I mean, we've talked about the last, last trailer. So I don't know what else we can add. I mean, you and I are both Star Wars fans. We're both going to watch it. But um, was there any revelations
0: you got from this trailer? Anything? Um, I, I think the main thing is, is that the kind of ru- there, was, there was like sort of like rumours about what the um, story was going to be, and I think this trailer sort of confirmed that that is what the story is going to be. Yeah. So, but I don't want to say anything. I don't want to ruin it. You know, people haven't been. I mean, I haven't. I've have tried not to, but I can't help it. Yeah. Um. So, so in a way, I think it's quite an exciting story. I think it's very different. Um. It's quite. Uh, could be a weird direction it's not, and obviously it's only like a sort of a premise has set up to the story but it's a kind of g- good idea
1: oh, yeah. uh, so we'll see how
0: it goes I, I think it I think it looked amazing yeah Nolan. it did look it,
1: awesome I mean the the premise as you say it kind of it it, it it led led the way for some quite nice visuals as well there's a couple of nice uh, a cool sort of um, cool sort of shots in there some nice ideas and and, and a lot of little little nods to the uh, to the to the other films obviously there's a really obvious nod right at the end with uh, Harrison Ford and, and uh, Chewie showing up. But um, but yeah. as well as that, there's a shot in there that kind of looked very similar to the um, uh, End of Return of the Jedi like flying through the... Uh, inside the Death Star. There's a shot that just looked just like that in there. So he's, he's ov- obviously sort of referencing the original trilogy. Um which is which is cool, I guess. As long as it's not too much of a nod, 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 wink, wink, sort of all the time. Yeah, as long as it's, it works it's, on its own. But it's
0: definitely a sort of a fan sort of film. It yeah. feels like, like they kind of know how the fans felt about the prequels. I personally really like them, but you know, a lot of people don't. Um, but and it is feels like let's just give give them what they want, and hopefully they won't kind of pander to it too much. Mm. That hopefully it's just an awareness of what people love about Star Wars, rather than a kind of a let's just you know I have all these moments in just so they're gonna get like the whoops in the cinema but actually it does not really fucking make sense or whatever but yeah. i mean ultimately it looks amazing and i, I can't wait
1: cool um I, I'm, I'm gonna briefly mention I, I can't remember if we mentioned this before but um uh there's another new trailer that i saw at the cinema the other week for mad max and i just want to mention that just because not not necessarily the trail has shown us. well it was quite a long longer trail than we've seen before but i i'm just getting i'm just quite excited about mad Max it's, uh, it's weird. I'm not. I'm not someone who's grown up watching all the Mad Max films and then crazy crazy about them. I do like the films. I saw I actually saw. I only just saw the first one for the first time quite recently. Um, I'd seen the second and third one before, but um, but yeah. But I, I I do think this looks like fun. I mean, it looks it looks without no pun intended. Sort of a bit mad, but um, and I, there's a. I think there's a worry for especially in this last trailer that there may be a little too much going on. It might be a bit. It might be a. It, it might go a bit too far, but but at the same time, I don't know. It, there's still still some awesome sort of stunts going on in there, which is one of the big selling points of the, particularly the second film. Um, it's got kind of a, like an interesting sort of visual look to it. There's a lot of CGI knocking around as well as the sort of stunts and stuff, but it's kind of CGI that it, it might not always look realistic, but it looks kind of spectacular. They've got these big sandstorms and all this sort of stuff. So I'm I'm really really excited about this and uh, it's not too far away. So um, so yeah, I'm I'm quite up for a bit of Mad Max.
0: Yeah, I, I think the trailer looks absolutely mental. Yeah, yeah <laughs> really so. Yeah, I think it looks great. Um, so I think yeah, there's a few films. I Tomorrowland looks interesting. I mean, I do yeah. think Jurassic World looks awful.
1: Yeah, the the latest trailer. Oh, I mean, some of the earlier ones were like oh, okay, it looks a little bit cheesy. It might be fun, but yeah, that last trailer oh, it was on before Avengers today and.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Does it look? It looks, looks so stupid. Yeah, but we'll, you know, we'll see. I'm still kind of looking forward to it as, as always. But um, but I think we're you know as because we have these podcasts every few months, we usually have a lot to look for. You know, to review. Yeah. Um, we've got we've, there's some that we've seen that we're not going to be able to review because it's just a bit too old. So that's. But I think that you know, let's just dive straight in. Yeah. Um, well, I've,
1: you've seen a lot more than me, so I'll let you start.
0: <laughs> um, okay then. Well, I suppose I'll go with the one. That is, I've seen the kind of furthest away um, in last month, um, which was The Tale of Princess Kaguya, um, which I was really excited about, really looking forward to. Obviously, I love Studio Ghibli's work, I love animation in general. It looked beautiful. The fact that it's based on a sort of Japanese folklore fairy tale, it it kind of, you know, it can't go wrong sort of thing in my eyes. Um, It's, yeah, it's called The Tale of Princess Kaguya and it's based on a folk story called The Tale of the Bamboo Cutter. Yeah, so the bamboo cutter. And it's basically, it's this is this man, he cuts bamboo, obviously, and, in, in a bamboo, he finds this, like, like an not an angel, but it is it's an angel. Um, and it's like fully formed, it's like an adult angel, but very small, and he holds it, and he does, you know, it's, it's amazing and magical, and then the angel then turns into a baby, and he takes it back to his wife, and they raise the baby, but the baby grows very quickly, and, um, so it grows like really, you know, like obviously like super quick time and it ends up becoming a little girl and, and he realises that actually this is a magical girl and it's a princess and it should be raised like a princess. So he, and he in, in, in the bamboo more magic happens and he gets loads of gold and loads of money and, and he ends up going to the, the capital of the city and raising her as a princess and trying to marry her off and it's about her then becoming a princess. Um, and, and they're from like this, obviously, really rural sort of town. And the opening is about having this, these friendships with kind of the young people of this, you know, kind of wandering through the mountains in the forest, and you know, just kind of having fun, you know, whatever. It's quite, quite, quite simple, um, and that's the sort of general premise of it. Um, and to be honest, I was really disappointed by it. I, I mean, I thought it was pretty bad, actually. Really? I mean, it, yeah, it looks beautiful. It's it starts off brilliantly, you know. I love that kind of premise, it's, you know. Uh, but it just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't do anything. It, you know, it's it's just, in in how many times have we seen those kind of stories where the kind of person from, you know, kind of poor person ends up going into royalty and learning how to become someone in high society? Yeah. You know, we've seen many films like that and it does exactly the same thing all those films do. She doesn't like doing it. She rejects it. She takes the mick out of it. And all she wants to do is be like she used to be and be with her old friends rather than all these you know, kind of princes and stuff like that. And it's just it's just so unoriginal after this kind of amazing, kind of really creative opening. And after that, it kind of loses all creativity and all sort of kind of magic, to be honest. And it just becomes this kind of really boring, sort of plodding story we've seen before with no real insight. It's not very witty. It kind of loses kind of visual beauty other than kind of the odd moment here and there. It's just a really, just kind of textbook sort of filming especially Ghibli in particular you know it's like visually and kind of well even the stories are so imaginative all of them mm. Um, like you know where they go what, what the characters do and everything like that and this is just so straight it's just it's, I find it quite weird I just find it ultimately very boring because yeah. it wasn't even even within the very simple premise it wasn't funny it wasn't kind of touching it wasn't it was just kind of irritating to be honest so yeah. it's really disappointing really that is disappointing. a shame yeah
1: i mean well, when you first say no it's just kind of didn't go anywhere it's a bit boring part, in my mind i was kind of thinking well there are a few of the ghibli ones the sort of lower key ghibli ones that i still quite like that kind of a very subtle and not a lot happens but then when you went on you kind of said how it's a very basic very straight up and so it's more that it's it's very bland rather than it's just it's just over subtle sort of things I, I like some of the like uh my neighbor to toro i is is a brilliant film but there's nothing there's not a lot happens it's quite a oh a he's not film. on that
0: level at all no, no. so it, it's no, just no, it's no.
1: just very bog standard rather than just yeah. just boring and I think just, bland yeah. is a good word yeah, actually yeah, it just yeah.
0: it, you know kind of it just it just loses it after there's such a magical opening as well and then it just doesn't go it, you know it doesn't really go anywhere and it just loses all of that sort of kind of magic and kind of imagination so, yeah, so you know, really disappointing yeah really disappointing yeah um, i mean should i keep how many films have you seen
1: uh, i have only seen two what and, and one of them we've both seen i, I basically i've saw john wick and i just saw the avengers 2 like I, I came out of the cinema like an hour and a half ago or something so okay, it's very so fresh, fresh in the mind i mean oh, yeah. i mean
0: pretty much every film i've seen not not fully but pretty much i'm i'm, I'm it's going to be a pretty negative episode <laughs> okay. from my perspective in general, maybe the odd exception, but generally it's really <laughs> I'll, negative. I'll
1: bring some positivity then. <laughs> okay,
0: really well I'll, I'll go with "While We're Young" because that's probably the most infuriating one out of a lot of them. <laughs> um, and I will just be very quick. Obviously, "While We're Young," Noah Baumbach's film. Um, um, it's about obviously Ben Stiller plays this documentary filmmaker. This young, he, he does his lecture at university. This young fan. Meets him afterwards and says he was an inspiration and does he want to help him with his documentary? He ends up helping them and it's sort of and and it's about Ben Stiller, this kind of middle, you know, in Naomi Watts, these middle-aged people approaching fifty, no kids, um, and then meeting these twenty-something-year-old couple and about their life and it's sort of like a a look at kind of middle-aged people in modern society and how young people are and how the relationships are flipped and the perspectives from both. Um, That sounds quite interesting. Um, I mean, the biggest problem with it, and I don't know if you've seen... I mean, I loved Squid and the Whale a lot. Yeah. And I find it staggering that it's the same director now. Because I don't know if you've seen Frances Ha.
1: Yeah, I I reviewed that for the site, actually, yeah. Um, okay,
0: I detested that film. <laughs> okay. Detested it. I hated it. I mean, the, my problem with it is that I hated her. I yeah. fucking hated that character. And she was so pretentious and fucking irritating. And... I just, I, I didn't want to spend time with them and I, th- I felt that film didn't really say anything about it. It wasn't like, people say, well, I think she's supposed to be irritating. she's so f- supposed to be pretentious. I think, and I'm like, but it's not saying anything.
1: Well, it is- kind of is. Frances Ha, it's kind of like, it kind of shows her for what she is by the end. What I what? found with Frances Ha was I hated the first half of it. it was, I had a weird relationship with Frances Ha. The first half, I was like, this is the shittest film. And, but for some reason, I don't know what it was. It kind of turned on me and I kind of, grew to, I don't know, I grew to like it and by the end it kind of won me over. I didn't love it because the first half I was just a bit like, oh.
0: But but it ended up winning. Okay, but, it but
1: to, to me it's kind of like, I don't know, it was, it was showing if for what she was and she kind of realised that she's just a bit of a waste of space. I don't know. Yeah, she kind never of,
0: really changed.
1: I, it's been a while since I've seen it so I can't remember but yeah, she, I mean, I, I'm I, sure she did. I'm sure. I, I thought know. she was
0: a cunt at the beginning I thought she was a cunt at the end. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and, and and that's my big problem with it. And the pro- and the thing is, this film is exactly the same. Yeah, they're the most hideous, vile people you could spend time with. Mm. And it's and it's trying to make like these observations, like. The middle-aged people are quite, you know, using social media and they've digitised all their stuff. But the young people who you'd think are into technology, no, they have vinyl and VHSs and they write things on paper and oh. typewriters and stuff like that. And it's just like it's so trite, it's fucking it's, hipsters. <laughs> exactly. It's just, but the observations are so dull. It's got no genuine insight whatsoever. And I hate both sets of characters. So I hate these young people who think they're cool because they watch VHSs. And I hate these middle-aged people who are trying to be cool and hip and being modern and tech and the the kind of crossover. So, and the thing is, it's almost like, you know Noah Bambach is like this. He must like these characters. And I just think, how unbearable must that man be to write these horrible characters on a continuous basis? And... If he was, like, mocking them, and but he's not. And he's just, make, like I say, making these trite observations again. And then towards the end, it, it gets kind of worse. It gets like this kind of righteous and preachy about what is a documentary filmmaker? You know, what is the role of a filmmaker? What is the truth in a documentary? What is the truth in art and in truth in film? And again, it's like he's trying to make these big statements. But what he's saying is so, not stupid, but just so trite. It's like, yeah, obviously, we get it. It's it's like it's no revelation. Yeah. It's just like, it's like its big messages. It's just so, like, you must be an idiot to, to get any sort of, like, kind of wonder from it. Like, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, what what an amazing insight. You made me rethink the concept of documentary or news or film. It's like, no. It's like, it's it's just bollocks. I hated it. I hated it. And mm. I hated those people in it. And I love Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts and Adam Dry, You know, I kind of, I like the, the kind of actors and they, they play sort of, you know, it's obviously a the, 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 I've got no idea if it's like themselves. You kind of presume it is. They're like, they are in a lot of things they're in, let's say that. Yeah. But very irritating versions of them. I and mean, you can't blame them. I purely blame that script and mm. Noah Baumbach. I, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I really, it, 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 I, didn't just, you know, I didn't just dislike it. It's like, it's one of those films, I don't know if you get this, where it, it actually infuriates you. It yeah. makes you angry. <laughs> I
1: don't get it often, but it does happen occasionally.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I hated them. Hated them. Yeah. Um So yeah. So there's, that's the film that um, really kind of cool. woke
1: me up. Well, I'll I'll lighten the mood a bit with uh, <laughs> <laughs> with John Wick, <laughs> um, because I, I well I'll go I'll, I'll I'll talk about what it's about. I mean, <laughs> the funny thing about John Wick, I think a lot of people have kind of played on what it's on the story and, and putting it very simply, um, and it is a simple story. But to put it really simply, it's about. Um, a man, John Wick, taking revenge on the murder of his dog, which sounds absolutely ridiculous. And the film is absolutely ridiculous, but um, if you flesh it out a little bit more, it makes a little more sense. Um, it basically... Uh, John Wick, he... Um, at the beginning, you realise that his uh, wife has died. His wife dies of... It's not quite clear how. I think I presume it's like cancer or something, but, um, uh, but his wife dies, and uh, he's obviously devastated about it. Um, and but what his wife had done just before she finally kind of passed away, she she uh, ordered him a gift, and basically this gift comes after after she's died that he John didn't know about, and it's it's a puppy, um, and and uh, and there's a little note with the puppy from his wife that she'd written before she died, kind of saying um this is like a final gift to him and all this sort of stuff, and 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 that he needs he needs something to love sort of thing now that she's gone, and um. And so, so basically John Wick has this, has this puppy, um, and very quite soon afterwards, he, um, there's these kind of suspicious looking, uh, like Eastern Europe. Well, I think they, they are actually Russian, um, guys, uh, they see him at a petrol station, these sort of young guys with this flash car. He's basically, as well as this dog, his other prized sort of possession that he cares most about in the world is this flash car. And, uh. And they see the the car, and they're like, oh, we want that, and uh, how much can we buy it off you, and all this sort of stuff. And he's like, no, 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 it's not for sale. Uh, And then, like, that same evening, these Russian guys break into his house, smash up his car, nick it, and kill his dog, and leave him pretty much for dead. Um, So, obviously, that pisses off John Wick. uh, (laughs) And the rest of the film is him taking revenge, because what they don't realise is that, actually, John Wick used to be uh, this ultimate hitman... Who actually worked? But who actually worked for the father of one of the sort of goon Russian guys who who st- who killed his dog, and his dad realizes he he knows the truth, so he know he knows what he, what he's capable of, and, and the film just goes on from there as a sort of standard sort of revenge action film. So yeah, it is <laughs> it is ludicrous. It's as ludicrous as it sounds, um, but it's quite an unusual film because it kind of. Tonally, it's very unusual because it's got this very silly premise, but it takes itself very, very, very seriously, which, which on one side works brilliantly. It kind of gives it this weird, unusual sort of feel, and I like, I really like that they just took it and went with it. And they're like, we're just going to go with it. There's there's no nudges or winks or anything like that. It's like we are going to go with this 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 idea and play with it. And and and, it, and for the most part, it worked. The only thing I would say is it does take itself so seriously. There's occasionally you can't help but laugh at it. I mean, it, whether that's intentional or not, I, well, I don't know. But it's mainly just a few lines. You, there's quite a few lines where like this this Russian sort of mob boss be uh, be like, "Oh, I can't believe you fucking stole this car and killed this fucking dog," and all this. It's like, and he, I just burst out laughing in the cinema. But I I think that's probably partly sort of uh, intentional and. Um, and it does make for a very enjoyable film. Uh but in its fe- in, in its um defense as well in in terms of calling it very silly. The actual the the scenes with like his his wife and stuff. You do believe them. I mean, it's uh because uh, Keanu Reeves in reality his wife uh died, didn't she? And mm. uh, and uh so it's quite brave of him to kind of tackle something that clearly close to home and uh, and and he and he does he does a fairly good job at the beginning to be fair. And you do kind of believe the whole dog thing. It sounds very cheesy, but they do it quite well. It's not like he's there cuddling it and loving it and all this sort of stuff. He kind of he he's he. Um, there's not a lot of stuff with him and the dog, but it's it's quite nicely handled and sort of sensitive. Um, but uh, anyway, it's John Wick. It's an action movie. I guess most people don't really care about the <laughs> the the dog relationship. Um, it's more about the action. And in terms of action, that is where it does really work brilliantly. I mean. It's got great action scenes, loads of action scenes. It's just kind of, if if you're in the mood for just like a an out and out, uh, gun-toting action movie, you can't go wrong, really. It's what what's good about it as well is it's very, um, uh, it's it's brutal in terms of. It's kind of brutal and realistic in terms of... It's not realistic because it's ridiculously over the top, but it's realistic in terms of he actually kills people. A lot of action movies, especially in the 80s, they just spray bullets around and people just fall over and that's it, they're gone. But he actually is like three shots each, always ending in the head and stuff like that. And it's it's quite, it's quite very violent, um, but it's kind of silly, so you go with it. Uh, the The only other thing I mentioned as well, another bizarre aspect, because it is quite an unusual film. It sounds just kind of basic and silly, but it is kind of unusual... Another thing they've got is the whole kind of world they've created with these assassins has this weird um there's a, a weird element to it in to, in terms of um w- when he goes to kind of get ready to start killing everyone he goes to this hotel and it's this hotel that's like set up for these hitmen and it's got its own little rules and like everyone else staying in this hotel is a hitman and and uh, it's just kind of weird it takes this strange turn when it goes there and you realize this is more to this um this uh, the world it's created than than you first anticipated. So it is it is an interesting, unusual film. Doesn't always work. Um it is a bit too silly maybe. Uh but for a bit of sort of fun and something a little bit different, um, you can't go wrong really. So yeah.
0: And what's he like, Keanu Reeves? Is he does he pull it off?
1: Yeah, he, he's not he's not I mean, he's he, yeah, I think he he does. I mean um he gets a lot of flack, Keanu Reeves. But uh, I don't know, he's he's one of these people I kind of, I have respect for, I don't know if it's partly because I was a huge Bill and Ted fan when I was a kid, I used to, the first film I'd, I'd seen so often I could quote the entire script from the beginning to end pretty much. Um, so I don't know, I kind of don't mind him in anything, but um, I think he does well, as I say, he does well at the beginning with the emotional parts, and, and uh as an action star, he works. I mean, like you've seen him in the Matrix and stuff. He can he can pull it off. He can look kind of cool enough, even if he's he's got that sort of dumb sort of persona. But um, yeah, I thought he did a good job. He's, he's, he's not. I don't think he's the greatest of action heroes, but um, but yeah, I think he did all right.
0: Cool. Sounds. I've I've been wanting to watch it, but um, it's just. Been tricky to kind of time it right because it's only on like once and it's on really late and yeah it didn't last yeah. very long in the cinemas it's yeah. good
1: fun it's bit it's very silly but it's 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 good fun
0: yeah I don't mind that's good um, okay so so from that positivity we'll come back down again <laughs> um, this is the film the only last film that I really didn't like and it's a film that again like Princess Kaguya I I, I thought I was gonna love it because I love Kenneth Branagh I love Disney um, and I liked the idea that there was playing... I'm on about Cinderella, by, by the way, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, and I liked the idea... I mean, I was hearing that he plays it really straight. Like, it's not a modernisation of it. There's not, like, a, 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 you know, like, a kind of ironic take on it or it plays it really straight, really classic, really traditional. And I thought, you know what? I I like that. I love that, actually. And Kenneth Branagh, from his Shakespearean background and stuff like that, and, and even his literary adaptations and even, even Frankenstein, which gets a lot of a flack... Uh, undeservedly, in my opinion. Um, but I think he's brave, like, weirdly brave and bold and big and can be quite spectacular as well. And I just, and I, for some reason, I was really excited about it because I thought, yeah, okay. But, it, I, again, <laughs> I thought it was pretty appalling, to be honest. Um, and it's not necessarily that it takes itself so seriously and that it's so earnest and that it's cheesy and, because you sort of expect that. It's a fairy tale. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, my biggest problem with it is is in the writing. It's not him. I mean, it looks stunning. It's directed really well, actually. And it's kind of, you know, the way kind of the, the camera is kind of always swirling and it's 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 really dynamic and great, but the, the writing is so bad. And the main is just like the characters are pretty shit. So Cinderella is really passive and a bit wet and a bit like just lets things happen to her. And... And, 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 and unnecessarily so. Prince Charming is just a bit. Again, they're not bad. They're actually some of the better characters, in it? But they're just a bit. Everybody's just a bit bland. And then you've got the characters who should be interesting, which is obviously the stepmother, Kate Blanchard. And she's good, but the characters. Again, it's just. There's just not enough of it. She's just not dark enough. She's just not mean enough. She's just. She's just a bit too naturalistic in a weird way, actually. She's just played very... Like an actual stepmother who's just a bit of a bitch. But actually, I felt as if the character just needed to be a bit more... It just needed to be a bit more extreme. And it's got a little bit of depth and texture in there in terms of who she is, and that's fine, but she could have still been kind of more interesting. You know, like I say, darker or something. And then obviously the kind of sisters, the the two and the sisters are just they're really bad and they're the, the 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 comic relief in the film but they're just not funny now that's partly the script i think it's partly the casting like they just don't have any kind of real charm or personality or wit to them so it, and it just comes across as a bit cringy every time that they're there to kind of make you laugh you're just thinking oh my god it's just it's just quite embarrassing like so that side doesn't work um and then yeah so, and, and then the, the, the only time it can really lift is, what the, the actual a character that really does lift is the fairy godmother, Helena Bonocata. Now, that is a great character, and that sequence is really good, and you just feel like, why is the rest of the film do, not like that, if that makes sense? that like, the sequence, yeah. in my opinion, stands out an absolute mile. Now, is he, in a way, it's got, it's a, it's an amazing scene in the story, and in the Disney cartoon, and... You know, it's an amazing scene anyway where she transforms everything, but just the personality of the character, just the wit of the character, and the imagination... You know, it just works where the other characters are trying but failing kind of miserably. Um, And then it just goes into sort of... You know, when it goes twee, it just... I don't know, it just does... You know, by that point, it kind of lost me anyway, but it's just it's just so kind of irritating in a, in a sense where it, in terms of what it could have done and the kind of changes it makes just don't quite work. So it's kind of added new stuff, but it's not inventive. It's not doing anything. And it's like, it even sticks with the old, because it does a lot of things, which is more like, that makes sense to our sensibilities now. Um, but then what it does, like, for example, the shoe, trying on the shoe at the end, it still does that. And it just doesn't make any sense, even within the sort of tr- very straight telling of the story it's still it, it's fucking gibberish, to be honest. Where and it's always been gibberish, but you know, where they're trying, everyone's trying on the shoe. Yeah. But you know what's always bugged me about it, and it really bugs me in the film, is just that you know, I'm probably going to come across as a bit stupid now, but you know, there's loads of girls with the same size feet. If, if you're yeah. judging it on who's has got a fucking size seven, <laughs> yeah. there's going to be thousands of them. But the but the reason it doesn't work is because. He clearly he sees her. Everybody yeah. sees her. He knows what she looks like. He falls in love with her. They have a she, big chat. She had they have fancy a,
1: clothes on, but she still had the same face. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's like, but they, they have much more interaction. They have a much more development in, in the relationship in it. So it's like, you don't need that anymore. You don't need that. But it feels, and again, it's, they're kind of still using it, but it's done for comic relief, and it's just not yeah. funny. It's so fucking cringy, because they've just got those fat people trying on the shoe, and it's just huh. mildly offensive. And it's just, you're just thinking, yeah. oh, my God. What are you fucking doing? Yeah. I just—I
1: need- I was never. It's always one of my least, least interesting sort of fairy tales to me. Anyway, so I kind of—I was zero interest in watching this version.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I, it, yeah, it is. It is. It is one of the lesser sort of Disney uh, classics. But I was still looking forward to it. I love Kenneth Branagh. I love his films, and and I just—I don't know. But it was just—just just didn't work. It just, yeah, the characters just were not developed enough. There was just no wit in the script at all. It wasn't funny. It wasn't sharp. It was just. It just, yeah, it just didn't work and even the fact that it was very twee and you know and it could have still built up the relationships he really cared about them and no one was developed it was just so like nothing was going he just didn't care about anything or anybody it was just yeah very disappointing but yeah you know, that's the last film that I really hated I didn't I didn't really hate it that I disliked um, I'll I, I quickly talk about The Goob before and then I guess we'll both get to The Avengers yeah. um, The Goob um, obviously British um, independent film on the i feature scheme um it's about um yeah the, it's hard to explain actually it's what's interesting is that the official synopsis is very different to what you actually watch on the screen yeah. um so it's about this kid called the goob and he lives with his mom and her partner who's this sort of violent really overly aggressive guy who he hates um, him and his brother, elder brother, they both hate him. And he, he the kind of um, the, her boyfriend, runs stock cars, and he's a bit of he thinks he's a bit of a big shot, and yeah, you know, not a gangster because it's sort of set in the northern sort of countryside, and on this in this sort of like cafe. And it, it, but they also run this, you know, kind of migrant workers sort of pumpkin farm. So he gets migrant workers to pull the pumpkin farm. And of course it's just a coming of age story. Of this kid, is sixteen years old. He's got to deal with this aggressive kind of not a stepfather, but, you know, kind of mum's boyfriend. And then these migrant workers come and he falls in love with one of the workers. And, and it's just, you know, it's just that, that that's pretty much it. And it didn't really move anywhere, you know, other than where you'd expect that things get mildly violent with, the, you know, the kind of boyfriend and, you know, they kind of explore sexually with this girl. You know, it's kind of the exact thing you'd expect from a coming-of-age story about a 60-year-old boy. Um, and it's a weird... I, I, it's, it, it looks really nice... It looks it looks great actually. Um, it's shot really beautifully. It's, I think the thing is with it though is just that it's shot in a way. I mean, when you think of like British independent film, I mean most yeah. of them are social realist British film. You think of Andrea Arnold and things like that, yeah. and and it's and they're all. They, for me, they all seem to be you know, even clear. Clear Barnard. and they all seem to shoot them in the same way, where the camera's slightly floaty. It's a bit dreamy. It yeah. uses the landscape and the sort of everything seems to be shot you know d- dusk um, yeah. and, it, and it makes everything look nice but it makes everything feel really fucking familiar as well like every yeah. the whole the, the, the mood of it is just like yeah okay this is you know this is, we've seen this so many times in these films um, and I think the problem with it is that it doesn't really do anything you know you think of like The Selfish Giant and you think of Andrea Arno's work and stuff like that it's like they're lifted by some amazing content hmm. amazing performances you know, they kind of really get underneath the characters, or in or it, the, the kind of situation or the, the kind of setting where um, this, although it it does kind of look beautiful and the the setting is great and is a it is a character in itself. It's but it did not really do anything. It doesn't. You know, like I say, uh, there's this guy, this his mum, and they a bit scummy, and a boyfriend's a bit of a drunk, and he, he's a bit violent and aggressive. It's like, how many times have we seen that? Yeah. This boy sees his girl, and he kind of fancies her, and he's one of his first. It's like we've seen it. it. It doesn't say anything new, and ultimately, within it, it doesn't go anywhere. No. Nothing, you know, it's like, you know, is he that different at the end of the film than he is at the beginning of the film? Not really. You know, is, has anything changed? Not really. You know, does anything dramatic happen with his mom or his dad or this girl? Not really. Little vignettes, little moments, little stories, which are kind of fine and they're nice enough, but they don't make up, like, a great whole. It's just... And it just feels, like, really underdeveloped. And really underdeveloped. And it feels like, you know, like, it starts off and they're doing these stock car racing and they get... You know, you're at the track and it's quite nice scenes of... You know, it's actually... It's like, that's a world I've never seen before on film. You know, these kind of, like stock cars in the middle of nowhere where these kind of kind of gypsies and people from these kind of rural farms get together race cars and you know and it's like that's a like got an interesting world i've never seen that um after 15 minutes nope don't go back there again no. um and then we're going to go to this migrant fields kind of you know, we dabble in with these migrant workers and picking pumpkins on a farm and we, we delve a little bit there and there's a little relationship there's this guy who's friends with him And he's in it a little bit, but that's not really explored. And this the relationship with the girl is probably the most explored, but again, don't really go anywhere. It's just it feels really underdeveloped. It's it's. But I know it was in development for a long time because I know how the eye feature scheme works. So it's just yeah, it's it's an odd one. It's kind of like I I enjoyed watching it. It kind of didn't really grab me. It didn't really definitely didn't thrill me. Um, And it just I just felt as if it could have been a bit more. Could have been more. But. um, and we've seen it all before, content and visually and mood and, but um, but it's but it's alright. I mean, that sounds really negative, but um, but it was alright. It's well, kind of well made, well performed. Obviously, some kind of some actors we know like Sean Harris, and then there's lots of unknowns in there, and, and it all kind of comes together really well. It does look nice, if familiar, but still does look good. Um, and everything about it, kind of, like, you know, technically is well done, but just nothing special at all. Nothing actually. So yeah, the the goob
1: cool um well <laughs> not necessarily that cool it's kind of yeah it wasn't perfect but yeah it sounds kind of interesting right so i guess should we just for the final blast of the show should we they, talk about we've not characters? chatted
0: about how each other feels about it
1: no and and uh, i I mean on facebook you sometimes chat about the stuff you've seen but you know i never saw what you actually thought of the Avengers. just so i'm intrigued i mean as i said i'm really fresh from it i mean <laughs> an hour and a half or whatever away from it um
0: yeah, I'm, I'm talking I'll, a lot, so you go. You go through
1: it. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll briefly. I'll try. I'm rubbish at doing the plot, so I'll try and briefly go over the plot because it's the Avengers. Most people are going to see it. If they will want to see it anyway. But yeah, obviously you've got the Avengers uh, doing their stuff, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's hard to explain some of the crazy stuff in these films. But um, yeah, uh, but basically, uh, Tony Stark, aka Iron Man, he, um, he, they, they get hold. He gets hold of the. Um, staff uh from the first avengers film the loki staff and uh and he realizes that there's like a basically like a supercomputer within it that's capable of artificial intelligence and he wants to use that to create uh this ultimate sort of to, to create ultron uh which is basically like this uh it's like a—I don't know how to explain it—like a computer system or something like that that could potentially, in his mind, it could potentially uh, create complete peace on Earth, like a, a, a total sort of defense system, uh, powerful enough, intelligent enough to to keep the whole world safe for for forever, or at least for as an extended period of time. And um, uh, he kind of does it behind some of the other guys' back because he realizes that not everyone will think it's such a good idea and it actually does go wrong <laughs> uh, what would you know and and it creates ultron who is this evil sort of uh, sentient being uh, embodied in a robot he basically gets into these several robots but really he's kind of exists in on the internet he exists as a as a sort of a system um yeah and it goes from there and obviously that causes carnage the world's under threat blah blah, blah and the Avengers have to save the day. And in the meantime, obviously Ultron's plan is to sort of sep- split the Avengers up. So uh, it tries to cause problems within them uh, with the help of... Um, ooh, I don't can't remember her name. but um, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, that's the one, yeah. Scarlet Witch who can kind of can manipulate people's minds and things. Uh, so he uses her to kind of manipulate some of their minds to get them to fight amongst themselves. Uh, and, it, yeah, and it goes on from then. Uh, right, the Avengers 2. Uh, I... I'll start with a little bit of a preamble to this. Um, I have a weird relationship with superhero films. I slag them off a lot. Um, and uh, I never get that excited about them. But at the same time, I loved the first Avengers film. Um, so I really want... I was very keen on seeing Avengers 2. Although, because I'm kind of... I have this weird relationship with these films. I'm never that interested in watching the others. Like, I didn't watch any of the build-up films this at all, basically. I did, didn't see Iron Man 3. Didn't see Thor 2 didn't see captain america Winter soldier not necessarily i'm like stubborn sort of i don't want to see these i just i wasn't that bothered and when they came out i was a bit busy so i just didn't really go out of my way to watch them but avengers 2 i was like i do really want to see it so i went out there and uh, started with my brother today and like the first film i fucking loved it i really enjoyed it i i've heard a few mixed things it's not it's not been quite sort of it's not been quite as universally praised as the first one came out when it first uh, when it first came out, um, but for me, I don't know. I thought it was just as good as the first one. Um, it's I thought it was very well paced. It's just kind of action packed. It was solid, kind of hard to fault in a lot of places. It was just genuinely quite exciting. It still had some nice lines and dialogue. It's still quite funny, um, a little bit less so than the last one maybe. Um, it's just kind of hard to fault. The only the only Laws I'd, the, only, the only kind of problems I had were there's just a few of the story elements uh, were were skimmed over and undeveloped and kind of came out of nowhere. Like there's a bit with Thor going in this cave and it was like what what the fuck's going on? I didn't quite get it. And uh, and uh, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there's there's a there's a, there's a character introduced towards the end who I just felt a slightly underwhelmed by. and I'm not sure they quite used him enough. Um, so there's a few. but I think in terms of I think there's a lot going on, and because it's kind of wham bam entertainment, it fling it flings along, and it does kind of skim over a few things, um, which just got a little lost to me. But at, at the same time, overall, I just had a lot of fun with it, and uh, yeah, I just I just enjoyed the hell out of it, like the first one. I think for me, with blockbusters, I. I, I I I, I get a bit, I get a bit, um, I think I can be a bit sort of snooty these days. I think I spend too much time reviewing all these like old classics and all this. And I do get a bit snooty towards blockbusters. But at the same time, I do still love a good blockbuster. But I think for me, I'm starting to, um, at least with the superhero films like this, I think, I think for me, the reason I like the Avengers over some of the other ones, and I get more excited about the Avengers over some of the other ones, is that, I think for blockbusters to work, it just needs to be all out, flat out, like as big as it can possibly be. And obviously with this, you've got dozens of superheroes fighting each other and it's just absolute carnage. And for me, that works. I mean, some people may think it's too busy, there's too much going on and they want more of a a core, more of a soul to it. Whereas this is just a bit like everything's kind of skimmed over because there's so many people in there. Um, But for a blockbuster, I kind of don't mind that. and I, I just really enjoyed it. I mean... Just solid, solid fun for me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hmm, interesting. Um I'm Mr. Negative on uh, today. Ah. Uh, say. no I did not I d I didn't I didn't dislike it at all, but I didn't think it was as good as the first one by no. by by some distance. Um I I thought it started really badly. I felt like really? the opening sequence was. I love so the opening sequence. <laughs> really? No, I didn't work for it. I was just like, oh god, I just found it like a bit boring. Um yeah. now uh, the thing is, is like I I don't think it is as funny as the first one. So the humour didn't... When it was trying to be funny, I didn't think it kind of landed as well as it did. There's a few brilliant sequences, like the bit with the hammer and things like that. Like yeah, there's, there's, really less, great... there's
1: less humour, but I think... There's less of yeah. it, and
0: even the stuff that is there didn't quite hit for me. Some of the yeah. humour I just didn't find quite funny. Just didn't want it as sharp as it was in the first one. Um. So... I suppose one of my biggest problems with it is just... I felt like the story was just, I don't know, it just didn't drag me along enough. And I think, when you think of that, the Ultron character, it's like, that's a fucking, that's a great idea. Like, you know, Iron Man builds this thing, which is peace on Earth. So this program is designed to create peace on Earth. And its version of peace on Earth is to wipe out humans, or wipe out the Avengers, and then obviously, and humans as well. As in, the only way you can have peace here is by wiping everybody out. And obviously, it's not as simple as other characters. to a little bit more depth here, But that's a kind of nice premise. Yeah. And the thing is, though, is that I never... Other than them saying he was this crazy powerful thing, I never really ever got a sense that he was...
1: Really, I, thought, I never like. I thought he was a much better villain than Loki. I think it's one of the things I liked because I, I do agree that it, it 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 fell behind the first film in a few aspects of the kind of filmmaking. But but I thought in terms of the threat, I think because Loki, I just I don't know, he never I never felt that like scared that Loki was actually gonna do that much. He, 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 I mean, already like you always you always imagined that Thor could just kick his ass anyway, and it was just I don't know. I I, I did feel he was. I, I liked the villain a lot. I thought he was very good I? No, I liked him,
0: and I thought James Bader, the voice is brilliant, yeah. but I, I just never felt from a story perspective that he was that powerful or that much yeah, of a threat, okay. or that they couldn't I never really and obviously, even when you get to the ending, obviously that is kind of a spectacular ending, and that is a massive threat. But by that point, I'd always almost felt like surely they could have done more. To kind of really show that this guy is unstoppable, because I never really got, I just never got a sense of that ever really, and I just felt like the story was just meander, not meandering, because it's, it's, Avengers doesn't meander, but <laughs> but plot-wise, like dramatically, I felt it meandered. Even if there was stuff going on all the time, I felt as if like the the pull of the story was just a bit like, what's going on? You know, I, I was like. I don't really, you know, I kind of know what he wants, I know what he's trying to do, I know what the Avengers are doing, but I even felt like their inner turmoil was almost distracting from the main story, and it's like, yeah. it felt like a, a fun diversion rather than a genuine threat. Like when Hulk and Iron Man are fighting each other, spoiler, yeah. <laughs> you see it's in the trailer, um, you never genuinely think they're going to hurt each other or stop each other. No. It's, it, and, and they do it a lot, and it always, just, it, and it always felt, although those sequences were quite fun, yeah, it never genuinely felt like it was a problem. It never felt like a genuine conflict, other than a, you know a distraction from them. And and, and and I don't think I would have minded if I felt like the Ultron story. Like I said, the character was great, but the st- I just felt as if like what did he actually do? Where did he go? What what actually happened? Hmm. Yeah, it did, did keep really. dis- it he
1: like- he did he did it did, yeah. did keep disappearing for a while, didn't he? I do agree. I, I yeah, I know I, do, I know what you mean. I, I do think as, as I say, a few of the story elements were kind of like a bit glossed over i don't think the actual writing in terms of the story was particularly well handled yeah um, but i don't know i think i think for me because the character was quite well well he's well drawn in terms of the performance and the dialogue and what he's saying maybe not so well drawn in terms of shape. i do agree they didn't, they didn't show enough early on but i think kind of the ending kind of made up for that a bit for me
0: yeah, um, I, th- I think by the time I got there, I almost felt like, it just felt like, oh, here's the ending set piece, rather than, that's yeah. where the story's taken us, and it was, I knew this was coming, I knew this threat was coming, and I've, I've been fearing it, I just wasn't, I was like, okay, you know, that's the thing, but saying that, I mean, that sounds, I, I, I it's fun, it's enjoyable, I love the characters, I love, the, I don't know what it is about Thor, but he cracks me up, <laughs> Yeah, and it's you know and all that was great and it was fun and in the sort of last 30 minutes you, you can't kind of argue it's just it was a it's a great idea as well what they end up doing with it and stuff and it's like yeah. okay and it's yeah and it's just, so it's fun and i and i like you said that you haven't seen those films i've seen them all Iron Man three is really bad thor 2 because i love thor thor 2 is nowhere near as good yeah and captain america 2 actually is the best out of the lot that was very yeah good. i've
1: heard quite a few people stand up for that I, I, yeah i'd like to see that
0: yeah that was really good um and it's but it's still a high caliber f- kind of f- film and it's definitely a superhero film. But for me, it was just like and maybe I don't know if you just get, get too many superhero films and maybe you just get you've seen it before a bit. It doesn't feel as fresh. But I just didn't. I was nowhere near as optimistic. No. As I was after coming out of Avengers. Kind of love Avengers. Yeah. And the first Thor and the first Iron Man and and even sort of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Game yeah.
1: Galaxy was great. It always feels a bit different, Guardian Galaxy, but um, yeah, still yeah. Marvel, I guess.
0: Yeah, so, so so I did really enjoy it, but it just it, it for me it just felt as if it wasn't as complete. No, as the first the first one, I was a bit like, ah, oh, a, bit, a bit disappointed. Yeah. I suppose.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I can see um, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't know. I just kind of really went with it today. I was I. Uh, I think the enjoyment took over any... As I say, other than... Yeah, I will agree. I think some of the writing wasn't quite strong in the overall structure. But um, but no, I, I, I did enjoy myself
0: quite a lot. Because it's a good cast, isn't it? I mean, the characters yeah. are brilliant. And it's... Yeah, you can just listen to them chatting to each other and it's it's entertaining. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. I, I really liked um, the vision, the kind of character. To yeah. I, 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 think, I, yeah I, I mean... I kind of I liked him, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just felt... He just felt
1: a little underused, I think, in the finale. Yeah. He yeah. kind of disappeared. And I think it was just more that, they could have done more with it. Yeah,
0: that irritated me. That yeah. irritated me. Because it's like, he did what he did, and then he seemed to die. I thought he was dead. I thought he used all his power to do what he did and yeah. die. It and looked, then he just came back randomly at the end. I was yeah. I like, huh? It was weird. It, that's,
1: that's the, yeah, that, that's... And it, it kind of, as I say, it did that a bit. It did that a bit with um, Ultron as well, and and like Thor, a few people just kind of disappeared for a bit, and yeah. it wasn't that well yeah. explained. So yeah, I would agree. <laughs> You're making me not like the film now. I fucking really loved it when it came out. Of it. <laughs> uh, but all yeah, that's all that yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's similar. I guess it's similar to. It might be similar to my Dark Knight Rises experience, where I came out of the cinema loving it. And then the more I think about it, it's like, oh, okay, it wasn't quite perfect. <laughs> but no, I don't know. I still I still stand by it. I still think this is solid stuff. But yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it, fun. And it's yeah. fun,
0: you know. And, but Yeah. It might it's not. Just, it's, that's the thing with these films. A lot of them, they they have such high standards to live up to. Yeah. That even if it's only brilliant, it still feels a disappointment. You know, it still yeah, can yeah. be like, oh, it's not quite as good as a five-star film. Yeah. But, you know, it's almost like how I felt about um, Big Hero 6. Yeah. It's just like, by any other sort of kind of judgment, I, this is amazing. But for some reason, I sort of felt slightly disappointed. <laughs> it's weird. weird. More my problem, I think, than anything. But um, but yeah, so it's good. But that, like I say, it's better than everything else I've seen for the past few months. So that's yeah. so good to see. Um, yeah, so we actually whipped through that pretty quickly. Yeah. It's not so cool. bad. Yeah, we've, we've Ma- done, maybe it? it's the others who slow us down, Dave. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, cool. So, I mean speaking of uh what's come out in a few months i was just going to try and find what's coming out in the next few weeks um because obviously we're in the run-up to summer um so there's quite a few interesting things in fact i just i loaded up the upcoming releases earlier and there's stuff coming out that i didn't realize it out so soon like monsters dark continent is out according to this on first of may i didn't realize that was out so soon it's not been very well marketed um uh, unless it's a mistake. Uh, yeah, what so was in the sequel to Monsters? Yeah, that's down as coming out on the first of May. Which, like, unless it's some sort of festival screening, and it's it's not usually this. I didn't stage, even know it was. Co- th- yeah, that's crazy. Um, unless this is. A, is it, it by
0: Gareth Edwards? Um,
1: Let's have a little look at IMDb. No, it's Tom Green. <laughs> I uh-huh. don't think it's the comedian but, Tom Green. It might be good then. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> oh, it's got a very low rating. People have been watching it already. Yeah, uh, it's not not been getting good reviews. Yeah, out, that's so. why I thought it was out ages ago. I thought. Oh really? They, I didn't. Oh. They were just made
0: as like little films.
1: This is just t- totally passing me by. I expect it to. I've seen. I've seen nothing. Of it. I've not even seen a trailer. But um, yeah, cool. I, I have kind of. I did have a bit of a gap in my um, cinema going the last couple of months though. Uh, what else have we got? We have got a film called Cybernatural which I know nothing about. Um, oh, it's Unfriended. That it must be the British title. Yeah, no, I have heard of Unfriended. Um, got Far From The Madding Crowd, the new remake. Uh, what else? None of these I've really heard of. Nothing too exciting. Then we have Big Game actually comes out. I'm, I'm Well, although... Well I've, well, I've seen one bad review of it, although I've heard some people liking it. But, yeah, Big Game, I'm quite excited to, to see that. <laughs> Mainly because it's finished. So I, I have to be excited or else so I'll get divorced. Um, no, um, yeah. it's basically the guys who made Rare Exports. Um, He's made a film with Samuel Jackson in it as playing the president who crashed. Is that them? Yeah, yeah. That's the guys who did Rare Exports. And um, it showed at a few festivals, I think, at the end of last year. And, uh, and it, it, some of the buzz from sort of the bloggers and stuff like that seemed to say it's a, it's a lot of fun um but i did see a review in empire giving it 2 stars and saying it was shit so i don't know we we'll, we'll see <laughs> but i uh, i i'm hoping to see that it gets previewed i think um a week on thursday in uh, in cinemas so it must be getting a fairly big release if it's got one of these thursday early preview things um, and it's uh, it's in lincoln odeon so it can't be that small so um yeah it'd be interesting to see what what the rare Rock sports guys do on a on a big uh, scale so, yeah, I'm going to watch that. And then 8th of <coughs> May, we've got Age of Adeline. We've got Top 5, which that like, picked up some good reviews when it came out in the US. Um, Wormwood, which looks bonkers, low-budget fun. The Spooks movie. I never really watched the series, so... Yeah, but it's got much like about dickhead that
0: dickhead from Game of Thrones in yeah. it, so...
1: Um, Rosewater, uh, which is John Stewart's directorial debut. Uh, Girlhood, I've heard a few things about that. Tokyo Tribe, sounds a bit mad. Um, yeah, there's a few things coming out in the next few weeks. I think as the big one for me is probably going to be a big game. I'm I'm definitely definitely going to catch that. I think Anna's going to yeah, definitely going to be wanting to go and see that. So um, I have to see when uh, someone can babysit. Uh, and then and then
0: after that is all the um, big summer ones, isn't like Mad Max mid May, then Tomorrowland, and then the all yeah. start kicking off.
1: Yeah, fourteenth of May, Mad Max, I'm just looking down. Yeah, there's a lot, there's loads of stuff coming out. So cool. It should be exciting. It should be quite a good year. There's some quite. Uh, I think was it. Can't, I can't remember now. I'm trying to think what came out. But I think last year, the blockbusters, I was a bit like, yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. I might watch some of those. But this year, actually, there's a lot of blockbusters that I'm really keen on watching. I mean, obviously, Star Wars, but yeah, as you say, I, yeah, I'm I'm keen on Tomorrowland. Although I've got, for some reason in my head, I can just, I just, I think it's not going to do very well. I don't, I don't know if the marketing's really grabbing people, and um, I mean, yeah, I, I've been interested for a while. Obviously, we've, there's a bit of a connection with the actor video with it, uh, Simon in, in from Vigilante, but uh, so we yeah. we've uh, we've always it's always been on our radar. But I don't know. I think there's something about it. I can see it not being a massive success, but you never know. You never know. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I think
0: it looks really good.
1: It, it looks kind. Of, I don't know. They're not giving away a lot. It kind of looks kind of cool, but I d- they've not shown me enough to to really sell it for me yet. I don't know. We'll see. I'm intrigued. Yeah, and
0: there's obviously Terminator.
1: Yeah, well, that's gonna be shit probably. There, but yeah. you never know.
0: Same Jurassic World. Yeah, I crap. think I'm gonna go into a coma anyway until December
1: the 18th. So. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a plan. Obviously, Batman, Superman. Is that th- that's this year? Oh yeah, it? we never mentioned. Okay, well, they're showing the trailer. No, it's not. So I, guess, it's next no, year. I don't know if it is. It's
0: next year. Yeah, March. I was quite
1: surprised the trailer came out, but I think um, I think someone was saying online the other day that I think they were kind of forced to release it because um, someone had kind of leaked it. And uh, and and as well, I think more than just the leak, I, th- I guess. They were just trying to tackle um, all the buzz around Star Wars. I thought, oh, we'll we'll show them, and, uh, and they didn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Although I quite like the concept.
0: I think um, having, it, 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 yeah, I agree. But the lines in the script, yeah, it's like cliche after cliche. Literally, what, what I can't remember the lines now. I can't even remember. I think we should whack it on. But there's like, it, it, it's it's not like it's darkest before the dawn. It doesn't say that, but it's like really. Yeah, it's like three cliches one after another, like but done in absolute earnest. Yeah. And you and just it's like, what are you saying? I can't remember them now.
1: And you just know Snyder's going to balls it up anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it is weird. Like, you, you just look at what Marvel have done, mm. and it's quite exceptional. But what the reason for their success? I think rather than having this incredible, you know, Feige sort of having this overarching sort of like vision of it all, which is needed. But they've chosen really interesting directors. Yeah. Not classic, you know, Kenneth Branagh, Jon Favreau, um, even Joss Josh Whedon. Yeah, and um, I mean, James, James Gunn,
1: yeah, cra- yeah, crazy choice.
0: Yeah, they're like mad choices for like big, big, block, massive superhero films. But that is why I think they've done really well. Yeah. But then they're too cho- you, know, G- you know, Zack Snyder. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? You- you're going to get what you deserve. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you never know. Maybe surprised. Never I don't know. think so. Hmm. Um, cool. But
1: um yeah, good good. Cool, it's cool cool day. We've clocked in under an hour for once. That's that's pretty impressive. So we're recording this quite late, so uh yeah, I should go and get some sleep. I keep forgetting it's Thursday tomorrow and uh Anna goes to work really early, so I need to be up with uh sorting Ayla out before I, I, I head off to work. So um Yeah. You be... need
0: to get your beauty sleep. Yeah, I do. Awesome. Well um I'll see you in two weeks then Dave. Two weeks. Two weeks. Not Ooh. two months. No, let's do it. <laughs> I'll awesome. have seen
1: big game by then, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, is it worth mentioning this, the site? Oh, sorry, okay. yeah, I've
1: totally forgotten. Yeah, oh, God, useless. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone's noticed. I'm sure you have noticed that a bit of a drastic uh, overhaul of the site. I, had, I should have done a proper launch on there, but um, I had loads of problems with uh, a few last little tweaks. Um, the the support people were taking forever to get back to me, so I kind of semi launched it anyway because I I didn't want to leave it sort of half like like half shut for a while. So I, I started the site, but I didn't really make a big deal of it because I wanted to change a few things. So it all got a bit fumbled, but it's there now. It's uh it's looking good, and uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. I mean, whack us an email if uh, if you've got any thoughts on the new uh, the new design, um, any ideas. Or just to say that it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, then that'll be welcome. Cool. And, awesome. and as ever, yeah, follow us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash... Uh, I haven't written all these down. I, I'm very it's underprepared today. It's been too long. Uh, yeah, BP Review. Yeah, I thought that was the one. And then follow us on Twitter at Blueprint Rev. Uh, or you can also uh, email us, info at uk. And obviously the website is blueprintreview.co.uk. So, yeah, keep visiting. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully you will hear our voices in a mere fortnight. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Right. See ya. Bye.
0: To find out who's right or who's wrong, please check out the new season of the As You Watch podcast, available on iTunes and on Stitcher.